Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of An Evening in the Aughts. We're a 2000s and early 2010s pop culture podcast. I'm Kay. I'm M. And today we are getting into the spooky swing of things, and we are going to be talking about urban legends of the 2000s or celebrity ghost stories, kind of just everything in between. And yeah. Yeah, I found some okay ones. Uh, so the Celebrity Ghost Stories, so that apparently is a show that was started in 2009. It is not good, okay? It's really bad. <laughs> but I will still repeat two stories I saw on there. It looks like it has, um, they like revived it or something last year. Oh, really? So there are new episodes? I guess. It went on for a few seasons, I think. But yeah, it wasn't very good. Also, both of us are trying out microphones. So this could be a disaster or you could hear loose breath in the background or crinkling of papers or something. I don't know. So let's hope we'll see if it works. Um, Okay, so let's see. I have one urban legend, um, two celebrity ghost stories, and I'm sure I could find a creepy other ghost story as well if need be. So I found like kind of a lot of articles that are, they list different um, urban legends or stories that like, I remember when I was being told to me when I was little, also urban legends about famous movies about, um, then there's Tupac being alive, that (laughs) urban legend. Um, And yeah, so I just have, oh, and the, okay. Would you consider the Oscar love curse an urban legend? (laughs) I don't think it's legend. I think it <laughs> I don't think so either. But you can go first, and we can kind of just see what goes on or what's going on. Well, I guess. Should do you want me to? Sorry, do you want me to do urban legend first or my celebrities? I don't care. Whatever one you want. Well, we can start with urban legends first, if you would like, and then okay. we can um, celebrity ghost stories. So let me scroll down. So I just have one. I actually mentioned this in our like a year ago about in one of our other. Um, I think it was our scary stories episode or something of last year around this time, but I went into more details on this one. So the reason why this fits in the 2000s is because there was a documentary made about it in 2009. So that is what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, I have the article, which I will post um, to rep to give them credit. It's from thelineup.com. And it's the title is Cropsy, Monster of Staten Island. Do you remember when I last asked you about Cropsy? Have you mentioned Cropsy before? Yes. In the previous thing of episode, I just mentioned him. I didn't have like the full story. I do not remember him. Please tell me more. Okay. So there was a documentary in 2009 that kind of exposed this whole thing, but I'm just going to say this. So if you grew up in Staten Island, probably sometime in the 80s or 90s, you were probably told that you couldn't go outside and to not go far from home or Cropsy would get you. So Cropsy was a boogeyman of Staten Island, uh, and he was rumored to be a homicidal escaped mental patient with a hook for a hand. That's like, um, (laughs) wait, isn't that the hash singing slasher? Or no, he's a spatula. (laughs) Like the one of where that one, one, that, oh, sorry, that one scary story of like those two teens in a car and then someone is clicking the hook on their window. Do you remember that one? (gasps) Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so... And they said that he would kidnap children who were being bad and then murder them in tunnels underneath an old tuberculosis sanitarium in that area. Oh, gosh. 
So I guess it was like, yeah, a boogeyman or whatever in the area. Um, the legend of Cropsey had also inspired a slasher movie called The Burning, which uh, I have never heard of. But it talks about a man named George Cropsey, who after he gets pranked and something goes wrong, it leaves him insane. And then also, like, I think he loses an arm and then he starts to murder summer campers like in the area. Have you ever um, wanted to go to summer camp? Because I feel like Parent Trap summer camp looked really fun. But then I also yeah. remember those girls that got murdered at summer camp yes the little girls they were like yeah Yeah, so I feel like weird things can happen I think not as much like I okay so I don't think it's not it's normally murder I would say more like telling stories of personal trauma that will trauma and maybe other traumas Um, you know what I mean actually I guess we have gone to a kind of summer camp before it was like a church camp and you're right people get like really loosey-goosey about their secrets and things they want to get off their chest and it can be kind of awkward like, sometimes like, I didn't know what that word meant but now like, which word just any word like, oh. <laughs> stuff like that I was so sheltered I didn't know yeah same here so um little did people know that there actually was a real cropsy Ew. So, Why is its name Cropsy again? Well, it, that was just, I don't know. That was just the person of the legend. But Andre Brand is the man who like inspired the tale of Cropsy. So he, there was a, I guess this is really sad. He was a janitor at the Willowbrook State School in the 80s on Staten Island. And it was really, really awful. So a lot of kids whose parents abandoned them or who were in foster care and who had an intellectual disabilities were kind of taken care of there, but they weren't really taken care of. They were abused both physically and sexually. Um, the hygiene was disgusting in the um, building and really poor conditions and just like really horrible abusive punishment. So the children there, bless their hearts, were just not taken care of. Mm. And no one really knew about it because like I said, the children were abandoned by their parents. So they had no one really looking for them. And then the foster care, same thing. Like it's like kind of they were lost to the system. It was also rumored or I think maybe confirmed that they would do really weird experiments on the children there. Like, for example, they would inject the hepatitis virus in them for research, and it would make them become really, really ill. It's like, I don't know, really, really disgusting and horrible. So luckily, the school was eventually closed in 1987. But Andre Grant, the janitor, so he did not have a hook for a hand, but he was very creepy looking. He was arrested in connection with the disappearance of a 12-year-old girl named Jennifer Schwager, I think. She had Down syndrome. Oh. I, no one knows the relation between them, but they connected him because her body was found in a shallow grave on school grounds, so the abandoned school, and he actually had been living in a, like, a, like a tent on the grounds, like had his own little campsite. Oh. So... He was finally arrested, but looking like into his records, he had done like already like things like that kind of before. But I think this is his first possibly confirmed murder, even though it's pretty clear he probably murdered in the past as well. So he had once spent only 16 months in jail for attempting to assault a nine-year-old. And he also went to jail again for hijacking a bus full of children and trying to take them to the airport. Why? What's at the airport? <laughs> also suspected in several other missing children cases including the case of alice herrera she was five when she disappeared 
Holly Ann Hughes, who was seven, and she actually was spotted with him the last day she was seen. So it's like pretty confirmed. 11-year-old, I think it's Tia Hees Jackson. And Hank Gaffario, actually, who was 22, but he was mentally handicapped. And he was seen with Rand at a diner before he was missing. But none of their bodies had ever been found. Oh. I don't know where they are. So um, back to the first girl, Jennifer. They couldn't physically connect him to her death, but like with physical evidence, but they could charge him with kidnapping. So he got 25 years. And then they were able later, I think because of some inmates like reported it, um, they were able to connect him to the death of one of the other girls, Holly Ann Hughes, the one who was seven. And he was given another 25 year sentence. And I guess, I think he's still alive. I don't know, but he'll be eligible for parole in 2037, but he'll be 93 years old. Ugh. That's sad and gross. Everybody, this kind of turned into true crime. It's not okay. But um, yeah, so that was just like an interesting of one of a urban legend that was actually real. So wow. Cropsy, urban legend. I hate that his name is Cropsy. I don't know why. It just, yeah, I, I don't really understand why they, it was named Cropsy, but yeah, so it's pretty horrifying. So. That is sad. Um, so are, are you ready for Taylor Poe? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate so, okay. Just, I need to let everyone know that it's, I started a new job. It's been very stressful and I, I just have some articles and Wikipedia pages. So I apologize if things are not, um, very well researched, but here we go. So, uh, Taylor Poem, we, uh, our like sisters used to tell us the tale of Taylor Poe. And it used to scare me. Did it scare you? Or did you like, yeah, you like, yeah right. Yeah. Even so, though if I, if I did try to be cool, I was pretending because I think it did scare me. I do hate it. So uh, I guess we just go to the story part and Wikipedia page, but it says during a season of considerable hunger and a lack of suitable game, the tale begins with a hermit and his three hounds. The man is out at, Yes. No, I'll ask at the end. Well, Go do ahead. you remember if jump in if you remember being told to us in a different way? Because no, I think this is correct. I think this is right. So far. okay. So the man is out at night looking for the evening meal and manages to shoot a small hare, so a rabbit, which he shares with his dogs. Understandably still hungry, the man presses on and discovers a bizarre shape with bright eyes and a long tail. The hermit quickly shoots at the creature, severing its tail. His tailing <laughs> poke. <laughs> Screaming, the creature runs off into the distance or the darkness, and its tail is then taken back and made into a stew or simply eaten by the man. Do you remember if a stew was part of our story or just he ate it or like kept it as a trinket? Do you remember? Uh, I think I remember him eating it. Yeah. Gross. Okay. So he's about to go to sleep and a rustling and clawing wakes him up. So he sits up and the hermit is able to see the gleaming eyes of the taily po leering at him from the foot of his bed. In an otherworldly voice, the creature demands the return of its taily po, and the man calls for his hounds, which immediately come to his aid, chasing the beast off into the night. With the creature chased back into the woods, two of the hermit's dogs return, but one is missing. The man tries to sleep, but the taily po soon returns, beckoning even more forcefully for the turn, return of its tail. But Again, the, it. I know <laughs> it's in a stew, nonetheless. <laughs> Again, the man is like, hounds, come get Taylor Poe. And then one goes missing. 
and so he has three dogs remember and then there's just one surviving dog so unable to sleep the man clutches his weapon usually a gun of some kind do you remember was it like a knife or something that was told to us uh i don't remember anything about the weapon so i don't know i want to say it's like a knife and waits for dawn and his remaining dog is nearby when the telepo appears for the third time the man once again orders the hound to attack the telepo and the I'm dog <laughs> if all your dogs had died assuming from telepo why would you send out your third dog your only best friend left i don't know i have no idea <laughs> but uh so predictably the dog chases telepo away and he does not return so the man is by himself he has no real protection and uh he cowers under his bed sheets praying for dawn hours before daybreak the man hears the familiar rustling sound hoping it is one of his dogs unfortunately the man is left upon by the telepo and then he drops his weapon whatever he had and taily pose now eye to eye with the man and demands once more for the, the return of his taily poem do you remember the voice of taily <laughs> it was like a gross whisper and it was like that oh wait okay actually so most commonly the man is described as being flayed beyond recognition by the taily and uh so he just attacks the man and then um supposedly during the darkest nights this creature can be heard whispering for its telepoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. what exactly is the telepoke? What kind of animal is this? Human okay. cryptoid? What is this? So, the creature is usually described as being the size of a dog. I thought it was like a man beast in my it's imagination. Just, I thought it would be like a man walking on his like all fours, but mm -hmm. like also having <laughs> Thing, disgusting know. and then depending on the native culture of the storyteller the taily po is said to have either yellow or red eyes and yeah pointed ears and a long tail um so similar ears you what like a cat yeah similar to a bobcat and dark or black fur and it only appears at night and his claws but it's not a demon or a spirit it's an animal so i thought it was like a man beast thing and I mean, that yeah and i well that's how i always imagined it and uh so yeah the story is almost always in a heavily wooded rural area um i think like it originated in the american south or that's i don't know that's kind of like or like just rural areas so i don't really know uh the legend has been described oh no described as revolving around common anxieties for rural families in appalachia oh. so i think it's like a cautionary tale teaching children not to abuse animals <laughs> so and it's only been told like been passed down orally so like Weird. everyone kind of has a different take on it but um i hope this was within theme of <laughs> our podcast i guess like it's interesting like how they decided i don't like how did it like okay so like our children are abusing these animals god tell them not to like i don't it's how did very, that happen very interesting because the people in the hills i've heard are very like removed from the outside world yeah like yeah and what how did the word taily come to play right. i don't know like it sounds like gro like almost like a kid trying to say something yes but i just remember being told that story um especially on our way back from driving from disneyland and seeing oh, oh, yeah. the hills around and being like taily poe is up there so yeah that's taily poe for you gross <laughs> i do remember taily poe so i 
was trying to listen to others. I've read, I think we talked about this last time. I've heard of so many different scary stories, but all I have pretty much left are my celebrity ones. So what other urban legends do you have? Okay. Well, on Spirit Halloween's um, blog. Um, Is a blog? I guess. Yes. Wow. They just have a list of 12 chilling urban legends guaranteed to make you lose sleep tonight. And they're just like short paragraphs, like really small paragraphs. But um, I don't know. I could go through some of them if you want. Maybe sure. let me yeah. know if you've heard of them before. Okay. So there's one called Dudley Town, which I've never heard of before, but it's an eerie it, town. Like dairy, like in it. I don't know. And I actually have never seen it. I just saw the 90s one, but that's it. It's mm, the first one is pretty good. I always have problems with it because spoiler, there's a weird thing of um children doing the nasty people. Oh, in the book, right? Did they do that in the movie? I don't really understand like what was the reason. Oh, just that scene really rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. And it really ruins it for me, actually. So Stephen King, what were you thinking? Like, I just don't understand. Anyway. Really weird. But yeah, so it's a town in Connecticut that locals refer to as a dark vortex. Rumor has it that if any visitor steals an artifact from the area, they will have a horrible curse put on them. Moreover, visitors have reported seeing orbs of light, wolfish black shadows, and hearing disembodied voices. The Topper is a mysterious group that calls themselves the Dark Forest Association that regularly patrols the grounds. I've never heard of that before, but isn't there like that ghost town in like Nevada or something that like if you take anything, what? Oh, no, I'm just thinking, I don't, possibly, there's one we went to called Virginia City, but I don't know, which we mentioned in Ghost Adventures episode. Give that a listen, you guys. (laughs) Um, no, there's, I don't know what city is that. I don't know, but I, or it's either in the desert in California or Nevada. And like people have reportedly like they've taken stuff from the ghost town and they have bad luck, but then once they return it, things are fine. I need oh, to find I've never heard of it before. Okay. Um, okay. So then let me just go through. There is an urban legend of Bloody Mary. <laughs> I, have you ever tried Bloody Mary? Okay. I'm scared. I can't do it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I can't do it. Even to this day. I know I can't fully. There are times when I was, I think when I was little, I would be like, just do it. <laughs> and I didn't want to do it because I was afraid, but I was like, I, I don't know. So no, I've never. And I probably would <laughs> Also, and okay. I get scared of dark bathrooms because like um, right now my bathroom, it has technically four lights but one of them is really dim and it's like over the shower area and then over the mirror there are these three lights all three lights above the mirror have gone out recently so if I shower I have to do it like kind of in the dim light and I hate it so much it's so scary so I know I got like when you wash your hands at night or go to the bathroom you can't look in the mirror no I can't <laughs> I feel the same um yeah bloody mary though yeah, so if you want to try out me Bloody Mary, what you have to do is you go into a room, turn the lights out, and look into the mirror while saying her name three times. Your girl Mary will then appear. That's what it says. <laughs> wow. Who fellow kids? Who was writing the blog? <laughs> um, and okay, and I guess in the earliest versions of this tale, an unwed woman could would see the face of the man she'd marry in the glass. However, if oh. she <laughs> if she was destined to die alone, she'd see a skull. But then it, the story eventually evolved into something more sinister where you'd see the face of a bloody woman. So, uh, okay. So originally probably it's not that 
sad, like I guess for Singleton. But if you see a skull, how sad and terrifying. I know, but it's like, can you change it? Can you change your fate? Perhaps. I don't know. Can you? Maybe you can't. But I would just be terrified. Isn't that the same as Candyman? Like, don't have to say his name a million times. Yeah, but I think Candyman pulls you into the mirror with him. Possibly. Oh, gross. What is in the mirror? Like, what do you do there? Okay, so based upon all the other scary stories I've read, uh, I think it's almost like another dimension. Oh, these stories say I don't know. Remember Insidious. Yeah, I love the second one. I love Slash. I'm terrified of it, but it's a good movie. I think it's a good... Yeah, the first two movies I think are pretty good. But um, yeah, so, uh, okay, let me go to another one. There's um, <laughs> the licked hand. Oh, the dog one? Well, yes. Okay, so if you're a pet lover, skip on to the next tale, please. This brutal urban legend depicts a scary young girl who is spending the night home alone for the very first time. While trying to sleep, she hears an ominous drip, dripping noise coming from her bathroom. Too spooked to investigate, she curls up under the covers, reaching down to find reassurance in her faithful dog who licks her hand from the floor. The next morning, she decides to investigate the strange sound only to find her beloved pet slaughtered and a terrifying message written in blood across the bathroom wall. Humans can lick hands too. <laughs> I remember that story. I think I heard it pretty young too, like in second grade was the first time I heard it. Yeah. Luckily though, I never had a dog inside. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, really creepy. I, I know. I feel like that one I knew like when I was really little and I'd be scared to dangle my hand over the side of my bed. Oh, you know what I was always afraid of? Um, Don't look under the bed. The boogeyman. Legit. Very terrified. The boogeyman. When I saw the movie, it was really <laughs> stupid. But the hands were the creepiest part. Oh, yeah. No, I am. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Okay. So there's like a few other ones, but um. It's like the, it's like 12. I don't really remember. Pick the ones that look the best. Uh, yeah, I know who wrote this blog post. <laughs> well, there's like, um, would you consider that one? Uh, this is on the list, but um, that one of the girl with the ribbon around her neck, is that an urban legend? Oh, oh do you remember that book? There's a book? Yes, because I remember also in second grade, I think it's really old, like from the 70s, the green ribbon yeah yeah oh wait yeah is that I'm pretty sure it's the same right yeah and her name is Jenny <laughs> yeah 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 I remember um there was yeah another second grade thing I think there was that book at my school or at our school for some reason it's pretty terrifying so I don't understand why they would do that but that one's actually pretty creepy yeah so the summary is just like there's this girl named jenny who has a green ribbon around her neck i think it looks like a necklace or something i don't know but okay. she always wears it and then she meets a boy named alfred i guess and then they like fall in love and i think he asks but about the ribbon but like she never says why she wears it and then after reaching old age um jenny lets alfred untie the ribbon and it makes her head fall onto the floor oh it's an old <sighs> age she finally reveals her secret mm -hmm. so she showers with it on then Maybe she does sponge baths or something. I don't know. Also, is she dead or alive? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, that story is pretty creepy. I do remember that one. Um, uh, we could do the Tupac one, just like if you what information you have on Tupac. Okay. 
So to be real, I'm not really a fan of Tupac, but I feel like it's a good joke to make like, oh, he's alive. Or like people have made that joke in like TV shows and stuff. And I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but this is from High Snobod Snobiety. High Snobiety.com. Ridiculous name. Okay. So yeah, people think that he's alive, but he's been dead for like 25 years oh he was 25 when he died did you know that no so he's really young yeah it's crazy um so okay so I think what he he got like shot and I don't think they know who shot him exactly but then he like it was in 1996 it was a drive-by shoot drive-by shooting on the Las Vegas strip September 13th 1999 but then people think that he escaped to Cuba and has been laughing at us ever since. <laughs> so was he like, he was, he tired of his life and he just wanted a new a fresh start in Cuba, but would he get a fresh start in Cuba is my question. I don't know. So yeah, I think he was just trying to like escape something or the conspiracy and then he faked his death, but like, yeah, is Cuba like, well, that's kind of what people think. Um, Brian laundry did at first that he went to Cuba. Yeah. So maybe it's, I- I guess, but like, I have heard things are not great down in Cuba, uh, especially recently, but like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to just like live low key, but like, I don't know. I, I don't, do you believe the urban legend of Tupac? Um, <laughs> there's also one of, uh, what's his name? JFK Jr. being alive still. <laughs> oh, what about his wife? Anything about that? Oh, that she's alive too. Yeah. That that's an, um, another conspiracy theory. But um, for I Tupac, know. I don't know. I think he just sadly passed away at that in 1996. But yeah, people have like said that they've seen him before, or the, there are those like kind of doctored photos online of like yeah. <laughs> someone pasted his face onto a regular Joe. Um, but like, I mean, that's kind of it. Uh, and then who was his like nemesis who also died? Biggie, wasn't it Biggie? I think no idea. I think so. But uh, I, I, <laughs> clearly I'm not cool. I don't know. But sure it um I think it was. I don't, I don't know. know. But um so I mean <laughs> listen guys, that's all I have for what's his name? Tupac. But people think he's alive in Cuba. There's also been rumors of Michael Jackson still being alive. I really don't think he's still alive. I don't think he's alive either. No, um, I've heard people. Well, I'm sure Elvis would be dead now, but they claimed that he was alive. I don't. Why would you fake your death in such an embarrassing manner? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you can go to Elvis. Okay, so I actually watched two episodes of Celebrity Ghost. Well, no, sorry, one episode that had because it has multiple celebrities, mm-hmm. and I went like I went through. They're all on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch them, or at least I think the first three seasons or something. So this is from I believe season one. So they were still getting their you know or act together. Yeah, and I tried to find some celebrities that I feel like would resonate with us, and then also the two thousands. But it was kind of hard because they had like really um like strange celebrities that probably no one really cared about that much I don't know but so I decided to settle upon the episode that had Lisa Rinna and Jeff Ross so if anybody doesn't know um Lisa Rinna is well how would one describe Lisa Rinna? (laughs) Rinna is just okay she's someone that you know 
who she is, but you don't really know who she is. Like you've seen her your entire life yeah. in commercials or random shows or like something. You just, you know who she is, but you don't really know what her deal is. Like, I don't know. I, Cause she was always in those, the depends commercials or she was in an episode of community or just like random things. Like when oh, I was growing up, was on Melrose. no, she, yeah, she was in soap operas too, I think. Yeah. So like, you know, her face, like she has her lips and haircut that she's like had for the past like 30 years and she's very recognizable, but now like she's on real housewives and I don't think she was really acting anymore, but I have to say, so I, because of her stint on real housewives and the things I saw, I am not a Lisa Rinna, Rinna fan. But I do have another interesting story that will is probably more interesting than her ghost story, but I'm just going to tell it to you guys. So uh, her mother is named Lois, and we actually met her on some episodes of Beverly Hills Housewives, and she seemed really nice and really likable. But when she lived in like the Bay Area, she was actually almost murdered by a famous serial killer. Which one? It was it the Golden State Killer? No, um, it was the Trailside Killer. So he's kind of well-known, but kind of lesser, but he's still terrifying. So his name is David Carpenter. But anyway, so Lois, I'll tell you the story quickly because I also heard a podcast about him recently. So Lois actually knew David Carpenter. They worked together, but he was like kind of, she was, he wasn't like her direct coworker and he was friends with everyone, but they mostly felt bad for him. Like he seemed kind of like slow and he would really shared too much information um about his life and he would often say like his parents abused him and all that so but he seemed like overall like kind of weird but a nice guy you know whatever mm-hmm. so one and she even said to Lois said that she even went to like he he was married he and his wife would invite her to like dinners at their house like they were friends so it's like really really strange so anyway that's weird this is why I'm weary of being friends with anyone I have no friends but like they can be weird <laughs> You know. that's why <laughs> no <laughs> no that is the only yeah the only reason why not anything else um but yeah so she like knew him and was like friends with him so one day she um I think she had either a second job or had something going on at night she was at the bus stop and she was waiting for her bus and he drives up in his car and he's like oh do you need a ride Lois and she's like oh no it's okay I, I'm just gonna wait for the bus I'm fine he's like are you sure like I can like take you like my wife is over at busy at um what's like a friend's house and stuff like I can totally take you it'd be way faster and she's like uh I guess so she gets in the car with him and so oh he also was known to have a stutter okay so they were driving around um and they went to I think there was like a re- an abandoned part in like uh I want to say what where was it someplace anyway it's in the it's in San Francisco but so she said that she started getting like a really weird feeling like he wasn't going the right way and was purposely kind of like going all over the place. And like when he talked to her in the car, he did not have a stutter. <gasps> I'm all gross. So, um, <laughs> so they get to this place and she's like, it's a very like, like deserted, like no one, like, no, it's really terrifying. So she's like, what is, what's going on here? So I think he told her something like, there's a part of me I can't control, like, something like that and she's like what are you talking about and so she somehow gets out of the car but he like starts hitting her with like something and starts like kind of bludgeoning her so she's like really out of it um and so she's like not sure what to do luckily though there was like a police car on the way there that had noticed the like noticed David Carpenter's car going slowly around the like enclosed and 
towards the abandoned area and he knew there was nothing over there so he followed them thank goodness oh my gosh so the policeman comes up and he sees that david is like beating lois um and so he gets out and then he starts trying to shoot the uh, shoot david but i think he misses and then david starts coming at him towards with him like towards bludgeoning or whatever but he um he the policeman calls up for backup and i don't remember if david drives away but anyway lois turns out fine um she does have horrible injuries but she survives and later she you know gets married and moves away and has lisa rina well um but yeah well anyway so the story of david carpenter is really scary because yeah he obviously killed other people after that so he i don't think he got if he didn't get a lot of time, he got some, I don't know, he just got time for that, for attempted murder and stuff. But anyway, so that was, I thought, interesting about Lisa Rinna's mother. Yeah. But here, not so interesting. <laughs> Lisa Rinna herself and Harry Hamlin. Okay, so this is in 2009. I will say Lisa Rinna looks pretty much exactly the same. So same haircut, same lips. And the whole thing about this show is they're just sitting in a chair behind, with a black background. And it's always like, um, seventy-five percent of people in the U.S. believe in ghosts and stuff like that. So here is her story. So she starts out. <laughs> I'm gonna try to imitate her, but it's gonna be really hard. Um, Delilah was six weeks old, and I look over, and she starts giggling and laughing. Someone is playing with her. Who is she talking to? I've always been a believer in the paranormal. Oh Before Harry Hamlin and I got married, he spent two years to find a house, and he found a house, and it was in Hollywood, because it's Harry Hamlin, I guess. Does she call him Harry Hamlin in this interview, too? She Not just Harry? My husband, Harry Hamlin. What? She, Harry Hamlin. She always says Harry Hamlin. <laughs> Harry. Why not just my husband or something? Right? But she asked a lot of people, though. So she said, two years before we got married, he was trying to find a house, and he found one. It was Italian tuscan gorgeous house he fell in love with can i just say yes i have like a vision of like um when when she's like italian tuscan home was it early 2000s and like the brown and like, you know what i'm talking about like the vine or the wine kind leaves like, like olive garden yes exactly like i that's what i think when people are like it's gorgeous and like i just it's not <laughs> it never was her this story was in the 90s so yeah like probably like that but I, and it showed us some pictures and yeah i wouldn't say it was like my taste but you know Sorry, it's very lisa Rinna, i feel like even her current house i don't know if it's the same house either that she and her family lived in while they were on beverly hills housewives but her house there is also like italian tuscan listen if you like Olive Garden themed homes, that's totally fine. My house is awful. I don't know how to decorate, so I can't talk. I'm just saying what I know what I see and I know what looks dated and what doesn't and looks like right. an Olive Garden. And I just, I don't know. That's my only thought. When components. Yes. So, okay, this is so funny too. She goes into kind of the background of how they met, which I think that she worked at a sunglasses stand. Anyway, I met him in 1992 and, you know, I had never lived the high life before. <laughs> and so I remember once I was driving to his house. So I just thought, wow, so grand, so gorgeous. So they get married and they actually get married at the house. And she's like, I start trying to make it homey. I put up my frames and like all this crap. Okay. <laughs> so, but she said, sometimes when I'm in the bathroom, I would feel a breeze behind me and I'd be like, who who was it 
okay, like, okay. <laughs> but no one, no one was there. And it also is too, it's kind of like a um, paranormal witness. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when they have really bad actor, like doubles playing them in the thing. So there's this Oh, lady. it's an actor's portrayal. Yeah. So it didn't actually have Lisa Rinna be herself, even though she's an actor. It was just some random really thin woman with the same haircut. But <laughs> there's a scene of her where she's looking in her vanity mirror and she's just drawing giant <laughs> lips on her with like red thick lip liner it's really funny but it's just so ridiculous um so anyway eventually they have their daughter who i believe is named delilah and so if you don't know delilah and amelia they're trying to be like the hadids but they are and amelia dated scott disick which was gross but anyway so she's like i was just sometimes she was six weeks old and she'd be in her little moses basket and I would hear her laughing. <laughs> Six weeks old. They can't laugh. They're not like, it's <laughs> so okay. So I guess they never do anything about it because then three years later, they have their other daughter named Amelia Gray. And the same thing happens. So one night at three in the morning, you know, the baby monitor, monitor goes off and you can hear laughing in silence and laughing in silence. So I get up. I'm bleary-eyed because it's 3 a.m. And their room was far down the hallway. And I stumbled down to the room. And I saw a woman leaning down over the crib. And poof, she was gone. (laughs) So, (laughs) And I knew it was a big deal because to this day, it still freaks me out. She literally said that. Um, And Amelia Gray was so calm. I told Terry Hamlin, and when I told him, he was silent for a minute, and I thought, oh, he thinks I'm crazy, but then he says to me, Lisa, did I ever tell you about the person who lived here before I bought it? Like, of course not. <laughs> I really question the um, truth of this story. I don't know, because I wonder how, like, people, like, are they approached, like, their their agents are approached, and, like, listen, Lisa, you will get paid, like, 25000 if you promise just make up a ghost story like I don't know well I was gonna say I was gonna say this for the end but like um she has said before she'll do anything for a buck I feel Mm -hmm. like her agent was just finding any opportunity that was gonna take a d-list celebrity sorry Lisa Rinna and then he was like he or she was just like hey do you want to do this for like $500 whatever and then she was probably like yes I'll think of something on the spot and like also (laughs) the story feels like there's so much um you could tell it in like 10 seconds, but she had yeah. to stretch it out and like tell about Harry Hamlin and hers, like her Both of these celebrity stories probably could be told in like two minutes, but they, they, and but I they have to stretch it out. You have to make a show. Yeah, and they're really also like, yeah, I understand seeing a ghost would be terrifying, but like also she only, only talks about like the one time where her baby was laughing and that's it. Like there's nothing yeah. else. Like <laughs> there were like in one time a breeze blew by her in the bathroom. Like that's all. But this was the story of the woman. So Harry Hamlin said that when he was uh, wanting to buy the house, this woman first bought it, but she, and she had a wealthy father, but he would only buy it for her if she was married. Um, She was a lesbian woman. She says that. And so she lived with her friend and, and his lover in the home. And uh, she then, she wanted a baby and they got together and they had a baby and the baby was born, but it it got sick. That's how she said it. 
And so this lady's name is Nancy. Her baby got sick and died. So Nancy only had three years with her children and she herself died in the house. And the playroom where Amelia Gray and Delilah played was where the hospice was. And this part is so stupid to me. (laughs) So even then at like age 10, she would have imaginary play by herself. Like be a teacher and talk to things. Like, bitch, I had the, every child does this. (laughs) Imaginative and yeah, that's part of being a kid. (laughs) I thought it was so stupid. Like, oh wow, a kid playing by herself and speaking out loud. How crazy is that? And that's pretty much the end of Lisa Rinna's story. (laughs) Yeah, Lisa Rinna, I can see like, Okay, no offense to her, but just watching her on Real Housewives, I can see her kind of being a liar. Do you catch that? I can't stand her after what I've seen on Real Housewives. (laughs) And I know part of it is like she says she's playing a character, but I'm also like, would you want this character who's horrible to be a so like to be you in people's minds forever? No, she doesn't care. She just wants money, which is whatever. But like, I don't think she cares. Like, she will do anything for money so she doesn't yeah. care if it makes yeah, sense. like you said she literally said that yeah um, but yeah so I don't know I was kind of disappointed with that one I don't really know what I was expecting but um I'll just go through the next one really fast so do you know who Jeff Ross is I do not who is that <laughs> so I think he he does a celebrity roast I think on VH1 oh okay that sounds familiar I think yeah he's really recognizable if you were to see him you'd be like you would know that you'd seen him before this is when he had a hair. So this was filmed. Yeah. Like I, this was over 10 years ago. Hey, this story also not great. I'll try to imitate him best I can, but again, I don't know what's going. So again, so everybody who doesn't know he's a comedian, he does, does like roasts. I did see him once live and at a comedy club and it was really funny. He would pick random people like random volunteers from the audience and just roast them, which I would never wait. Do, do you think there were plants though? Because I, everything is planned for comedy. Uh, I don't think so. This wasn't, he, this is like a comedy thing of where they kind of just show up, but like, I don't, maybe the one, one lady was super drunk. So I have no idea. Oh, maybe not then. Okay. But it was very, either way, it was really funny, but okay. So this is Jeff Ross and he's living in Hollywood, right? Hollywood. So I'm going to try to envision how he talks. It's not going to be good. One day he's what no, <laughs> it sounds like he's writing his jokes. He hears music late at night, and he and he sees a naked man across dancing in his apartment. And I'm kind of like, it's L.A. Like I don't really know why you're so surprised about this. Like whatever. Yeah. So later he sees him in the elevator and introduces himself, and the guy is named Rob, and he says he's an actor. So it was kind of funny too. I felt like Jeff Ross was kind of humble bragging during this entire thing. So he'd be like, over time, you know, I'd come home from doing a roast or a comedy show or writing on a movie or writing on a TV show. And I'd always see him alone. Like you would just say coming home from work, but Um, I'd always see him alone at three or four in the morning. He would dance naked. Okay. So (laughs) another thing too, he said, I would always see too, like my career was taking off. I'd be out here living the high life in Hollywood, finally making it. And then I would see him, he was just a homebody. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I'm not a loser homebody like this guy. Depressing. Like, just very, okay, I don't really understand. No, what's his name? Jeff Ross, you say? Yeah. No offense to you, Jeff Ross, but I don't know who you are. You're not that cool. (laughs) (laughs) You have not made it. Just kidding. So then he says, you know, I started writing for the Oscars for Billy Crystal. That's like you've made it in the comedy world. I forgot the analogy he made. Oh, it, I think he said something about like, 
Fenway Park. I don't know. Is that like and Boston or something? Uh, I think Boston. So. Yeah. I don't know. Know <laughs> <laughs> anything? Anyway, he's meeting all these celebrities, you know. And my jokes are being told in front of a million people. I meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. I meet Robin Williams. And I come home in a tux with a smoking redhead who did the makeup. But I see my naked neighbor. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then he says, Rob is wasting his life (laughs) or something. I do not sound anything like Jeff Ross, but I don't know what to say. Okay, so then I leave for a road trip. And I come back a few weeks later. And just, I get a really weird in the lobby no one was around the pool was empty no one there so I asked the head of security what the deal was what happened and the guard said well your neighbor he killed himself and like wow (laughs) (laughs) his whole thing was like you know me you know (laughs) like me Hollywood hotshot and I guess what happened was he climbed over his balcony and fell so that night, as I lay in my in my room, the room feels darker in front of my eyes, and I feel something there. Um, he's I see no breathing or nothing, nothing weird, but I feel a thickness in the air, and I feel like I'm being stared at. Something is up. I do not sound anything like him, but he starts to feel howling like a scream, and he even imitated it. So part of me is like, I know he's a comedian, so was he trying to be funny here? Like he was I like. Don't know. It was very, um, like, maybe insensitive. I don't know. <laughs> so he started hearing howling. And then he starts to hear banging in the living room. And he's like, what, what, what? And so then he runs out and he had a big picture that was leaning against the wall. And it was being lifted up and then dropping, and then being dropped back against the wall repeatedly. So he's like, I know it was my neighbor. And he's like, I have to do something. I don't like confrontation, but I feel like he wanted to be heard. And he, these are his words. I summoned up some balls <laughs> and I went out on the balcony and I talked to Rob, man to man, also his words. Why are you doing this to me? There's a producer on the other floor. There's a stripper above me. Why are you bothering me? What did I do to you? And then everything starts to die down. And he says, I'm sorry. I wasn't here for what you went through. I will remember you. The end. <laughs> so do you believe him or do you feel? No, like I said, I think <laughs> most of are made up or if they really did have a thing, they're exaggerated for television. That's what I think. It might be the second thing is like, it was like one thing that was maybe questionable when they were half asleep or, or like something. And then there's someone else's story that he claims is his. Which, I mean, everything is fake on TV. So like, you know, like everything is produced. So that's interesting though. Um yeah do you have any other celebrity stories no (laughs) I guess my last thing could just be going through this BuzzFeed article and 21 different celebrity ghost stories that you definitely shouldn't read with the light off which is so stupid because all of these are just like one sentence that I can read them just fine with the light on BuzzFeed (laughs) I'll just skip through them but okay so Demi Lovato Poot Lovato in a house haunted by the ghost of a little girl named Emily, which was confirmed by mediums and ghost hunters. So I know you believe in ghost hunters, but do you believe in mediums? Like E Network always gives them a show. I know they do. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'm, eh, I don't know. Some, I feel like most of them are quacks, but most of them, some of them, maybe very few have an actual gift perhaps, but not a lot. Well, I would love to go to one. And because like, we obviously have a big thing that, you know, trauma, I guess <laughs> that they could like, would they just read my face really well? If they like said some names or said something, you know, like, how do they do it? I have been to a tarot card reader, which I know is not the same thing. And she told me I'd be getting a lot of money. And um, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, I agree. I think it'd be cool to go to one. But I just, I don't really, I just haven't really thought about it. And then also, like, I don't know if I fully believe everybody has it. Or like, you know, I don't think it's as common as it would like to be believed as. If you want to give us a reading on Zoom, please reach out to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that'd be great recorded but anyway Demi said yeah no finish the story then I will say my comments it's literally two sentences but um so Demi said let me try doing her voice when I no she um <laughs> when I was three years old my mom caught me talking to my caught me talking to something by myself she asked who are you talking to and I said my best friend Emily she's playful She'd probably be around 11 or 12 years old, maybe younger. That's all. What were you saying? First of all, I don't know if Poot has the best credibility because I feel like she's a liar or they're a liar. I just don't believe them. <laughs> Poot Lovato, I just, I, who is Poot Lovato's PR team? They need- They're horrible, so I don't know. <laughs> and I just like, I know that, what's his name? Scooter, Scooter Braun. Um, oh, yeah is probably waiting for the contract to end because like I just feel like Poo Lovato keeps just saying all the wrong things I guess like to the public it's just I don't know I think Poo has a lot of issues I think so too. And I think this story probably like I feel like every child has had something like this and it's not a big deal did you have an imaginary friend ever I didn't no but I would do this <laughs> so I didn't have imaginary friends but I would, so I liked to draw everyone. And so when I would draw, I would make them be characters in my head, mm-hmm. but I would make them have like long running story, like life stories. Like I did that too. Yeah. So that's like the, probably the closest thing I had to an imaginary friend, but yeah. they weren't my friend. They were just like story characters almost. Yeah. But um, no, it's just interesting when I hear people saying they had imaginary friends, I feel like that's something you hear more in like movies. So maybe Poot watched a movie and wanted to be like the, or, sorry, bro, sorry, just Demi wanted to be the the main star. Oh, I wasn't laughing about Poot. I was just saying how funny it is. Like oh. also, how did this come up in an interview? Like who did she tell this to? I don't this know. was to Esquire. No, sorry. That oh. was a different one. It was to, it just says they wrote, where did you write this? Was it a blog or something? A tweet or something. Um, it was, it just brought me to a link that's 16 signs you're becoming Demi Lovato. I don't okay. care. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, BuzzFeed. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me go to another one that might be interesting. So Lily Collins believes that she was visited by the ghosts of Ted Bundy's victims while she's preparing to play the serial killer's ex-girlfriend in Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. That's that movie with Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. Horrible. And I have not watched it. I heard it was not that good. Um, He's not a good Ted Bundy. I will not stand for that. I, I just don't think if you guys want to know a good Ted Bundy watch, um, why can't I think of it? It's the one that has Luke Kirby in it and Elijah Wood. Oh, it's called no man of God. 
Elijah one? Because he's creepy in it, and Ted Bundy is very creepy. And I'm sorry, Ted Bundy was nowhere near as handsome as Zac Efron, so please, get out okay. of here. I don't understand why Ted Bundy, I don't find him attractive at all like objective like he's just not cute like why would anyone he's just cute? like as far as serial killers go probably just like okay looking you know i guess like, i think that's probably just the standard is low already but i feel like it's i don't know because i agree i don't I, if you look at pictures he really isn't that no and everyone was like oh he was so handsome and like i really don't think so but no but, but anyway, anyway. Yeah, Lily Collins said, I started being woken up by flashes of images like the aftermath of a struggle. I didn't feel scared. I felt supported. I felt like people were saying, we're here listening. We're here to support. Thank you for telling the story. Can I just say, I don't believe, I feel like that was just, I don't believe it. Do I've seen the movie. Um, it doesn't really talk about the victims very much. So I don't know what you're thinking, Lily. I think it was PR or whatever. Like I think, I think it was- so too. I think so. I, I didn't think I didn't get any of that from the movie. Like, uh, you are, I think that's, I think that, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. Whatever. Anyway. Um, okay. Let's, let me try impersonating Megan Fox. Um, so she says, well, like while staying at a hotel in Mexico city, both Megan Fox and her nanny heard someone preparing breakfast, but when they checked half an hour later, there was nothing. So she just says one sentence. It says, I, I can't explain to you why they were making those sounds. That was it. She told it to end. <laughs> so, I'm just going to say, like, I don't think that was real. I'm sure there was someone coming in, like cleaning or like doing something. Or something. It was a hotel. Yeah. Like I just stumped. <laughs> or like from next door, maybe like someone, ne- the next hotel room. Yes. Um, okay. Here's <laughs> Kendall generic. Sorry. Kendall Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk like her. Let's try. Um, so she's convinced that a ghost haunting was ghost. Er, sorry, a ghost was haunting her mom's house and used to turn on Kylie's shower all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> only Kylie that's being tormented. Uh, what is? How does she sound? She's like Kylie and I would always hear footsteps. Very bland. <sighs> More bland. Um, Kylie and I would always hear footsteps on the roof while no one was home. She just. I don't know. Sorry, Kendall, but I just. <laughs> There's nothing. Kendall. Susan Boyle. Um, I forgot how she sounds, but she saw it's and British, smelled. Right? Do what? Just British, right? Maybe I won't do it. <laughs> but... I don't know how she's doing. She Go smelled Susan. her. Yeah, she smelled her late mother inside her house, which is kind of sad. That is actually very sad. Susan, listen, I am sorry. I believe you. Well, Susan said, "I used to think my mom abandoned me when she died. Maybe oh. she was telling me she hadn't." <laughs> Wait, wait. so was it the smell of her mother like a good smell or like a corpse smell I think like um perfume or something like okay. you know I think that's uh, what I kind of believe in that I think I do too um honestly these are like just oh, not that one was very sweet yeah that I know I like Susan Boyle but um I hope she's doing well yeah so I guess <laughs> these are all so bad <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> and then Gigi Hadid made friends with the ghost who lived in the closet of her childhood bedroom. And she's like, we convinced ourselves and we would talk to her. She'd be like, girl, we'll bring you some tea. So what? What? <laughs> what? I feel like just Bella Hadid and Gigi are just like, 
y'all were like super cool girls like <laughs> oh my favorite thing is uh do you remember when bella hadid did like i think nike does like the sneaker like show us your sneaker collection or whatever yeah. and so what did she say bella was trying to be really cool and she was like showing this like, yeah she, <laughs> if if he pulls up in these then homeboy can like get it and the guy's like oh my gosh like, shut the <laughs> I know I saw that I also thought that was when like she was really trying to do 90s hair which she still does it looks so bad yeah I know well what is even cool right now is are we finally out of the 90s or are we still know. in late 90s I think like, we're still in 90s okay, so do you have anything else um any news anything like celebrity anything um oh celebrity news I haven't heard much the Gabby Petito case, I don't really think much is new. There just have been some alleged sightings, and I don't know if I believe them. And I guess the dad has joined the search in the Carlton Reserve, which people are wondering why. And then Dog believes he's a serial killer. Do you think Brian Laundrie is a serial killer? Um, so I don't know. I really wish that they would tell us more about like how she died and everything, because then we could match that to like the two women in Moab and stuff, you know, like, I think it'd be helpful to like, know that. And it's none of our business, but I just want to know. But, um, I think that he just killed Gabby and that was it. I don't think he killed anyone else. And also I feel like uh, there's also that thing of dog, the bounty hunter. People think that he's just doing this to get a TV show. Like he's not really looking for Brian or like, he doesn't really have any leads. He is or kind of like, like, yeah, not even really trying. Well, so far he's been else. off, I feel like, because he said that he was in that one campsite. Which yeah, and they're like islands around it, like little. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I know I was really hoping he would like lead the chase, but it doesn't seem like it is. So that's all I think is new. Oh, I think maybe one thing was they did find a fresh campsite, they think, in the Carlton Reserve, and they think it could be his. Oh, really? But, like, I don't know. That's all I've heard. And unless I'm missing really big piece of news that... I'm pretty sure that's it. I could look really fast. But. I think that's it too, but it's like, it, it's so weird how they, I think he's still alive, but who knows, but like. I know, I, the only reason I think he's alive is because how like nonchalant the parents, his parents yes. are. Oh, and there's also that weird conspiracy theory that he's living under the flower bed in their garden. Yeah, and so it's like, stupid. no, like that, like why would they do that when their airplane's flying over their backyard? That's so stupid. It's so dumb. Anyway, I know. I that's all I've heard. I've heard that ridiculous theory as well. I think people are being too dramatic and like he's a serial killer. He's killed so I I think people are almost trying to like make this a movie if that makes any sense. I know what I, you mean. I feel the same way. Like yeah, I feel like it's kind of it's just kind of sadly cut and dry. I think it was just an abusive relationship, unfortunate. It's still unfortunate, but like the people are trying to make it like he had a dream of being the most yeah I think it's kind of stupid the way people are trying to make this more than what it is no I think it's kind of annoying because like it and I probably was just like I think a crime of passion and then he panicked and didn't know what to do so then he yeah. just came home and he's like parents be my my co-conspirator like you know like and they helped him yeah. and then I don't know if his sister is in on it I feel like she's not maybe oh but, she gave that interview and she yeah. sounds like he doesn't know anything um but I agree I don't think he's like a smart guy I think he's just very lucky and just but I think that's all I know about that um yeah. do you have any celebrity gossip you're aware of um I will see oh there's a conspiracy that um 
not really conspiracy, but, uh, so Kylie Jenner has a thing called Kylie baby now, and the colors are like light pink and light blue. And if you remember Chloe Kardashian, like a year and a half ago, or like she's been making her Instagram grid, like she'll post random pictures of clouds with pink and blue in them, or she used to. And so people think that, um, that was supposed to be her thing, like Chloe baby or whatever, but then Tristan just kept cheating. So it made it look like her brand of being a loving mother and having kind of like a family person was tarnished. So I kind of feel bad for Khloe Kardashian because I totally believe that. I'll send you the TikTok that explains it. But um, yeah, I also heard that um, Kylie has Kylie swim wear and it's really cheap and crappy. And also it was weird because it was launched in September. You what? Just like her makeup. Yeah, but there was a reason people think that she launched it in September at the end of summer because it's like kind of weird because she knew it'd be crappy and that like people wouldn't really buy it. Oh. But um I'm looking, there's nothing about Britney really. Um she's free. She posts interesting things. I guess it was her on her Instagram all along, I'm guessing. <laughs> but do you know good for her? No, good for her. Be free. She has the the right to post those things. That's the main point. She should be able to choose to do that. So um, that's kind of all I have. Um, I hope that this episode was enjoyable to everyone. I'm sorry for my lack of preparation, kind of. um, Well, I think it was good. I think it had some good spooky things to get people going mm -hmm. this year at Halloween. Um, One thing I'll ask is what scares you the most? Me? Yes. Are we talking like rational fears because i have some down or we can do like the most like the basic things like if it's like spider things like that and also situations you're scared of or like things like oh okay so i have a few so um i used to have dreams a lot and i haven't really had them in a long time but i've used to have dreams of being stalked before so i'm very afraid of that um I think anywhere I go alone, like at night, I'm always nervous about a guy coming out of nowhere or like yeah, slicing my tendons underneath. Same. My car. Yes. Same. Um, I'm also afraid of trying to think what else. Mostly just stuff like that, like intruder things, as far as that goes. Um, I've like thought before, so after they caught the Golden State Killer, I was like thinking that I needed like a plan of attack if someone were to like break into my house while I was sleeping mm-hmm. but I have yet to do that I mean I have a really full plan <laughs> it is but like anyway I'm just very that's kind of scares me um uh okay other ones I think getting lost on like getting lost in the woods I think would it sounds I'm very terrified of that do you go like hiking by yourself a lot no, not anymore. But like just the idea of going um, out kind of like even like in a national park and not knowing where I am. That mm-hmm. really. Um, I when I go to national parks, I never explore. I always stay on the trail because I'm so scared of that Dang. happening. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not. I won't do it. I'm not going to touch it. You know, it's safe that way. Um, um, and then like know. also like I'm always nervous too. Like when I had kids, like they'll get kidnapped or whatever. It's very rare, but like stuff like that. What I'm worried about is kids being tricked by like a cyber pervert or something because everyone I feel like they need to make more rules for who can access the internet or like I don't know it's just kind of weird because and also think about it like when we like by the age or like um like the 2000s kind of like late 2000s internet was kind of um we had so much freedom on there and it was so weird and like no one understood it fully yet so we were like in that weird generation where like 
don't arrest me, but I would make like fake Facebook profiles and talk to oh, men. Really? Like I would, but it was like a game to me. I wasn't doing because I like liked them. It was just we and, all like, made... we trying to trap anyone in like a relationship. No. It was just for fun. It was for fun. But then I was talking to like men. I was like, no, I was like 11 or something. It was just yeah. like so weird. <laughs> I think a lot of that is like you said, like it was so new. Like, I don't think our parents really understood it. So I think we'll be better at limiting mm -hmm. that. I, yeah. Like, I don't think kids really should be on the internet at all. So I don't think so either, but, and uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say I, that sounds weird that I was talking to men, but I was pretending to be someone else and trying to make a friend and was not anything else. <laughs> Very innocent. We all had fake ones and we would make them be friends with each other. I wish people happy birthdays. <laughs> We just made a whole, and we make up backstories for them, and it, it was kind of weird, but Listen, I don't use it anymore. It's been no. years and years. <laughs> but like that's what I mean. It's like we had access to like the weirdest things that yeah, I don't think our parents understood. I don't think adults really understood like how yeah. big the internet is. So, anyway, but um, I'm scared of since I do work from home and I'm alone all day. I'm scared of um, an intruder, and like you said, I'm just. I'm, I'm just scared of men, honestly. Like when I'm out by myself, like I'm always wary of all the men around me. And like, I just, I'm just panicked because I know you I might get kidnapped. You're in your mind. Like I did this one time. Okay. So this is stupid. Well, I was jogging. It was like dusk. So it wasn't, and there was like a soccer game going on nearby. So like the, it was in public, but I was going around an area that didn't really have anybody. So do you mm -hmm. ever have like a plan of attack in your mind? Like, okay, someone jumps out of the bushes. Yeah. This is what I'll do. Or like, I don't know. Like I've, I don't know. I agree. It's kind of scary. I feel like where I live is pretty safe though. So I don't think I have to worry about that, but yeah, just like in, even just going to the store sometimes and like by myself at night or whatever, but yeah. And yeah, I always have a, a plan or I've done, I'm kind of, ugh, I'm so weird, but like sometimes if I am suspicious of someone in my notes on my phone, I'll write down what that person is wearing and stuff. That's really case. smart actually. No, but it's weird, but it's like, I don't know. And they don't ever do anything. Like nothing has ever happened to me, but I'm just so paranoid no I do that's actually really smart I know like I if there's some or like I've heard too if someone's creeping you out you have to look at them directly in the eyes and then I don't want like, to I hate eye contact anyway, but yeah same I'm always nervous about that. um I, yeah and I don't really think I've had maybe like I think maybe we talked about this before but um it hasn't really happened I had I've had a few close calls I think possibly but it's been of what did I, I think I've told you this story before. I think I did already tell on this podcast. I think in the last episode we did a year ago. So what was it? It was the one in my um, old apartment parking lot. Was there like a creepy guy or something? There were two guys. Oh no. Well, also in that town at that time, there was a flasher going around. So, oh no, it was in another town, but it was not a very oh. good town. either. Oh, Okay. It was all, I, like, I would never like go outside at night. It was very, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, um, other, you know, more probably rational ones, um, cancer is probably my number one. I understand. I know it's, it's scary. Yeah. It's sad. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, what else? I, I don't like, I'm scared of like bugs and stuff. You know, what makes me physically vomit almost what? every time a mouse tail yes but also people's like like spit like hawking loogies like oh same me too like that scene in titanic about it without gagging i remember there was one time it was oh no i was walking through this when i was in college 
<laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up. But that makes me. I maybe that's a fear because I cannot. It's so disgusting. I hate I spit. Okay. Um. I hate strings like that come from like cheap. Oh, yeah, you do. Like, or spit strings. or gum. I hate strings that comes from spit, like you said. Like you know, and also yeah, when the people do hakalugi, I hate that so much. <laughs> I never do that, anyone. I remember the fear of strings. I forgot about that. I, I just hate it. It disgusts me so much. So, like I hate when. Yeah, when people play with their gum, I haven't seen this in a long time, but when they pull strings out, I just want to like, I don't know, <laughs> I just want to vomit and you know, just throw up and cry, but it's, um, I, I've been watching a lot of Halloween uh, movies and TV or episodes every night. I'm trying to do that every night of October. So if you have any oh, suggestions on what you want us to recap that are fall or Halloween themed, let us know. Yeah, I would even be willing to do like a scary movie, like nothing too scary, but like I would even be willing to do the insidious movies. Oh yeah, I would do that one. Um because that was still like early to or like late or like 2010. Like 2010, yeah. Um, I would do that. There's also like signs, I think came out in 2002. There oh yeah, we could do that. I'm sure we could find a lot. What's that one you were scared of? <laughs> Which one? Um, Emily Rose or something. I don't want to watch that one, but that one. Oh, everybody. Long story. <laughs> yeah. And I actually watched it. Um, it's really stupid. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. But um, do you have anything else to add? Um, no. Um, if you would like everyone, please write a five-star, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We would very much appreciate that. Um, also, give us a follow and tell your friends um, on Instagram, it is the Evening in the Ots podcast, and I think we're the same on Twitter, but we're pretty active on Instagram. Uh, so please give us a follow. Tell your friends about us. I feel like we're good for all ages, you know. <laughs> and yes. Um, is there anything else you ha- would like to say? Um, if anyone is still listening at this point, please let us know of your support and drop a pumpkin or a bread emoji under our latest post. <laughs> yes. Everyone do it. <laughs> and then, yeah, if you have any suggestions for spooky things this month, I guess we only have a few weeks left. But um, and although, are we doing double episodes? We haven't decided yet, everyone. I could do double episodes. We just have to think of ideas and stuff. Um, I would do double episodes for like holiday months, maybe. So maybe okay. like October so and just December. like October, November, December. But... Haunted Mansion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would actually do that one. I know everyone thought it was stupid, but I actually think it's really I, I love it. I love it so much. Um, we saw that in theaters with our cousins, and I was six, and I remember it. I remember it, too. I did like it a lot. I remember, though, maybe when we talk, if we recap it, maybe we can talk about it later. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so everybody, um, yeah, tell your friends, leave us a five-star review, or, and leave a pumpkin 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 or bread emoji <laughs> on our latest post if you guys have listened mm-hmm. and we're very grateful for all our support and all our all our consistent listeners we really appreciate you guys and um thanks for listening <laughs>